The Minnesota Wild have done it. First win of the season. The losing streak is over, and they hand Vancouver another blown lead to start the season. We break down all the action on today's Locked On Wild Postcast. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Welcome into another Locked on Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wilds get their first win of the season, beating Vancouver 4-3 to in overtime. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, right off the bat, the losing streak is over. The team got their first win. And so I think it's safe to say, based off of the postgame interviews with Matt Zuccarello and, uh, and Marc-Andre Fleury that I had a chance to, to see, seems like some pressure has uh, been taken off of this team a little bit. Yeah, it was mounting. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. There were some uh, meltdowns in the tunnel behind the bench throughout these early games, including tonight. Um, the relief that Marc-Andre Fleury talked about in our post-game interview and then hearing the guys in that locker room kind of behind the spot where we do our um, our other interviews after we do uh, the on-ice one, you could just feel the happiness, the XL of just, okay, we're going to be all right now. They just wanted to get a win for going on the road and to do it in comeback fashion to have your star players rise up like they did tonight. Certainly I think we'll give this team a little jolt of confidence. Uh, obviously kind of waiting to see what happened with Jordan Greenway. And we'll talk about that uh, on the back end of our postcast here today, but I want to, I want to key in on the, uh, the things that led to the win to start um, now that we get a chance to, to talk about a win and we're going to go right into Mark Andre Fleury because it seemed like, you know, the Canucks take the lead 3-2. to two. It seemed like at that point he really kind of took it on himself to just say, hey, I got to just start making some big saves to keep the team in it. And to his credit, I thought this, this was by far Flurry's best game of the season, and I, th- I thought he had a great one. Might have been one of his best games in a wild sweater, even paging back to last year, because there were some big-time defensive breakdowns that allowed Vancouver a couple of those goals in this game. And he stayed the course and he made some giant saves to your point, Seth, when the game mattered most, I thought that penalty kill late in the third was kind of the, the tipping point of this hockey game. And he just looked different in the net. He looked like the guy we've always been used to seeing. He's always going to be out there playing an acrobatic style, but he made some giant saves and it looked like he had his mojo stacking the pads, tripping up JT Miller, uh, poke checks. He was aggressive. Sometimes when goalies go through a tough stretch, they stay back and they're tentative. Mark Andre Fleury is a veteran, and he got back to being the aggressive goalie he's always been. He's been a bit of a riverboat gambler, and it paid off tonight because I thought he was the difference. Uh, we, in just looking at this game on Locked on Wild all week, we keyed in on the fact that Vancouver's power play is not good. And so if there was going to be an opportunity for the Wild to you know, not allow them to stay in this game. It was uh, for the Canucks power play and to the penalty kill credit, they did not allow Vancouver uh, any additional looks there. No, they did a nice job. They limited uh, how many chances they gave the Canucks. And the Canucks power play has struggled early in the season. I think it's a power play that has plenty of skill. When you look at Patterson and Brock Besser, JT Miller, Hughes on the blue line, they're going to be a dangerous power play before this year is over. Maybe you're catching them at the right time. 
but but certainly special teams have have been a real bright spot in the early season, which has been a tough start. But the power play has been brilliant for Minnesota tonight. The penalty kill rose up, had a chance to talk to Jonas Brodeen after the game, and he said it was a scary feeling sitting in that box, but his teammates blocked some shots, made some key clears, and to me that was the biggest difference from what we saw in some of the games earlier. They got the clears when they needed, they blocked some shots, and they got back to being who they are. You look at that trio of Matt Boldy, Kirill Kaprizov, and Matt Zuccarello, and it's really starting to feel four games in that those are the guys that are going to kind of take the team on their shoulders and get it done. And we we knew that about Kirill. Matt Zuccarello has certainly been uh, one of his favorite targets on this team. But how great is it to see Matt Boldy just be like this 10-year vet every time he's out on the ice? He just he looks like a player that has been in this league for a decade. You forget how young he is. He could still be playing college hockey. In fact, he's younger than a bunch of guys on the Minnesota State roster. So, I mean, think about that. I mean, this kid has so much upside. And to your point, he's such a poised hockey player. He's a big-bodied guy with speed and skill. And he's got the hockey smarts. Like, there's no panic in his game. So, Dean Evason can put him out there in critical situations. And he's not going to make a silly pass or a silly play. He's very patient on the puck. He just doesn't play like a kid that's played less than a calendar year in the National Hockey League. He's such an asset for this club. I think as you look at where this kid could go and you look at the upside to his future, I think you're looking at a guy that might be a 40-goal scorer on a regular basis. The goals haven't come yet, but they're coming. Uh, Shout-out to Sam Steele as well. Got his second goal of the season, and you know we saw a lot of those guys who have been playing up in the lineup to start the season, back down to the fourth-line role in Steele and Jost, and that was probably the best game of the season for the fourth line tonight, and it was a huge one. Well, especially when you consider that Jordan Greenway went out early. We'll get to that later in the uh, in the show here. But the speed that that fourth line possesses is a problem for teams because they're going to have really good matchups. Ryan Carter made the point during our broadcast tonight that a lot of fourth lines are built with more of grinders and physical guys and tough guys. Well, when you throw those three guys together – and if you, if you mention Jost and Steele and Duhame, they can fly. Like that might be the fastest fourth line in the National Hockey League. And that can give you some really distinct matchups that can create offense because those guys have skill. Sam Steele had a second goal the night tonight. Jost has been knocking at the door. And Duhame, I thought, had a really, really solid game tonight. So we'll see how it is moving forward. But that is a nice combo to have in your back pocket if you're Dean Everson. Minnesota Wild get the win tonight, 4-3 to three in overtime to pick up their first win of the season. They now head out on the road on a five-game road trip. We will continue our Lockdown Wild postcast talking about the uh, potential injury for Jordan Greenway. And we'll wrap up with a couple of other things as well. But first, a word from our sponsor, BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for betting football and the start of the new NBA season. You can find all the latest player developments, plus team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis of every single game you'd possibly want to bet on. And as always, BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, Golf, the NHL, the NFL, and the NBA. 
So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more, all at Bet Online, where the game starts. Minnesota Wild win 4-3 to three in overtime. Our Lockdown Wild postcast continues. And Kevin, Jordan Greenway came back. He was throwing his body around as we would uh, expect nothing less of him in this lineup, but unfortunately left the game. And uh, it looks like he is going to miss the Boston game for sure. And they're just kind of trying to figure out maybe what more than that he might miss in terms of games. Yeah, you really feel for Jordan. I had a conversation with him at practice yesterday. He had this big old smile on his face, and it was a, a long summer. And he had multiple issues, shoulder surgery, cyst on his ankle, wisdom teeth out. So he kind of went through the ringer this summer. And I will tell you, that's, he's in the best shape he's been in. Like, he is ready to go. Gets out there tonight, and it didn't look good. It was a physical play behind the net. So we we don't know. Um, we just know it's an upper body. But when you've been dealing with shoulder issues already, and, you know, you just, your heart goes out to him. I, I, it didn't look good, but, you know, we'll get more specifics, I think, as the uh, next couple of days progress. The Wild might have an optional skate tomorrow, but they're going to take it real easy after this tough game tonight, knowing it's a day game on Saturday afternoon. But, you know, Greenway is a guy that, that they need, and you hope it isn't going to be too long here. You can miss guys in October and November, but come crunch time, you want to have that line available. That grief line is such an asset for the Minnesota Wild. So let's just keep our fingers crossed and hope it's not too serious. But I, I'm just thinking of Jordan tonight because of the time he put in, the summer he went through, how excited he was to play, and then have kind of the rug pulled out from under your feet that quickly. It sucks. Yeah, and how good that line looked with him back. They were definitely uh, – Felino and Erickson Eck were definitely uh, invigorated by having him back on that line. So – Hopefully it's nothing major, but the Wild will get some reinforcements back as uh, John Merrill, it sounds like, is going to be ready to play here on the road trip. Before we talk about what Merrill brings to this team, uh, tip of the cap to Alex Goligoski, who got two career games played, number 1,000 in this one tonight. Um, It just takes a lot to be able to get to that level of games. I think Ryan Carter said it's something like 12 straight seasons of 82 games played. So tip of the cap to, uh, to goose for being able to, uh, to stick it out here this long. Yeah. And those defensemen play some hard minutes. They're blocking shots. They're clearing traffic. They're going behind the net and getting just run into the boards by those four checkers. He's done it for a long time. He's done it at a high level. And if you know him the way we know him, he's one of the nicest guys off the ice and Grand Rapids native. I've known him since he played at the university of Minnesota and the cool part of Goligoski is nothing ever changes. He's calm, he's confident, he's cool, and he's always been that way. And he's played different roles. He was a goal scorer. He was an offensive weapon. He was a power play guy as a young guy. And now he's evolved into a stay-at-home guy that pairs nicely with a player like Kalen Addison to kind of let him go out there, spread his wings a little bit. And so Goligoski's an asset. The Wild have him locked up at a nice number here for a couple of years, and he pays as many dividends off the ice nowadays as he does on the ice. And so uh, congrats to him. Tip of the hat, as you mentioned, for sure. One of my one of my very favorites that I've covered. He's just a genuinely good, solid human being. Uh, John Merrill, ready to return, as we, uh, as we mentioned. And you talk about some of the physicality lost by Jordan Greenway exiting the lineup. Merrill can bring it himself. Uh, and so that'll be a nice welcome addition to this decor uh, heading out on this road trip. Yeah, and I think to have fresh legs, too, knowing you're going to play these five games uh, in, in a 10-day period on the road, to have some of that depth on that blue line, 
you know, you're going to want to take some of that tread off the tire of veterans like Oligoski and who knows how the, how the games are going to play out. But, you know, you're playing against some physical teams. The Bruins play that brand of hockey for sure. Um, and, and he'll be a guy that I think can jump right in and, and play 18 to 20 minutes and kill penalties and block shots. And he's a well-liked guy uh, with his teammates. So his personality has absolutely been missed. And I just love it because we're going to Boston and he grows that mustache out and has that long blonde hair. He kind of looks like Larry Bird. And he went as Larry Bird last year for Halloween. So it all ties together when we get to Boston this weekend. There we go. Uh, yeah, it's a five-game road trip. And it's interesting because you look at this road trip at the start of the season and you think, okay, you got Montreal, you've got Ottawa. Pretty winnable games. Uh, the Eastern Conference is going to be a force this year. And so this is going to be a tough test for this wild team. Uh, throughout all these games, uh, maybe with the exception of Chicago at the end. Yeah, this is a trip where you just, I think, somehow, some way, try to scrape together six points. And it won't be easy. Like, six points is a pretty lofty goal. When you think about a day game in Boston, they're playing well. They're off to a 4-1 and one start. They won an overtime game tonight against Anaheim, but they peppered John Gibson in that hockey game. Before that, they had scored five or more goals in every contest. And then you look at Montreal, who's got nothing to lose. They're out there free wheeling if they blew out the Coyotes tonight. Ottawa's dangerous. They be- just beat the Bruins 7-5. Detroit and the Wild played a humdinger last year in Detroit. I think it was a 6-5 game. So there's not going to be anything easy. Maybe Chicago, but again, that's second of back-to-back at the end of this long road trip. So that might be the great equalizer. You can scrape together six points, come home, kind of settle things down, get the season kind of going here. I think the Wild will feel awfully good, and I do think tonight's game matters. I I really believe, Seth, that winning this game tonight, uh, not just getting the monkey off the back, but the way they did it is also going to help them on this road trip. Some things to uh, to further iron out here as the team goes, but as you said, getting that first win of the season, that takes some pressure off this team and a perfect time to do it right before uh, the first big road trip of the season. Uh, we will keep tabs on how things go throughout the course of the road trip, of course. Uh, thank you to everybody who tuned in for tonight's postcast, recapping win number one on the season for the Minnesota Wild. Make sure you are keeping tuned in with Locked On Wild so you don't miss out on any Minnesota Wild news or notes throughout the week. And make sure to stay tuned for our postcasts all throughout the season as well. Make sure you're following along and hit the subscribe button on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of the content we have for you. And uh, you can find it all as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.